You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Raise your hand if you feel like you have a higher sex drive than your spouse. Now, keep your hand up if you're a woman. We can't see each other, but I know you bitches are there. And my hand, my hand is still raised. So this one, this is about the women that some men write in and say they don't exist. And I have to bing, wake their asses up and tell them there are many. There are women suffering in silence that are wanting to fuck more than their husbands are wanting to. Their husbands are content with X amount and she is hungry. And it's an actual issue that isn't talked about, that is brushed off or shot down. I'm going to give some great examples as to what I mean when I say that. I've gotten enough emails, enough DMs, messages of women getting vulnerable, sharing how they feel, saying they feel so alone in this feeling. And I was like, it's time. It's time. Okie dokie, freaky family. If you're new here, hi, I'm Jordan, the host of the Horny Housewife podcast. Here, we talk about a lot of shit, but mostly we talk about sex, having better sex, conversations, intimacy, the evolution of marriage-committed relationships, and I answer a lot of your fucking questions. If you ever have a question that you want to ask, or a topic idea, or you want to share, confess, ask, request, what the fuck ever, you can go to my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com. There is a confess request, and you can submit anonymously. Or if you want to DM me on Instagram, you can. And then that allows me to get some context sometimes. And I keep everyone anonymous. So no worries. Your weird shit is a lot of our weird shit. And if it's not our weird shit, no one's going to know who you are. So happy Monday. How is everyone doing? I hope we're having a pleasant start to the week. I will say I feel significantly better. Like, I don't know what the fuck it was. The air the planets, my hormones, something was fucked up. Maybe all of it was fucked up at the same time. But she was feeling blue. She was feeling deep, deep ocean. I would like to go on the record and state that I mowed my backyard. I mowed my backyard, my lawn. And that I'm proud of myself. Any women that are scoffing at me, uh, sorry, go fuck off. That is not something I normally do. But she did it. And I felt like Amazon, Amazonian Beyonce. Basically, I sat there and the wind blowed in my hair and I was like, I don't need anyone. Basically, Derek, uh, I just want to let you know uh, you're on thin ice. I'm independent as fuck. I now know how to mow lawn. So watch out. That's how you keep them on their toes, ladies. Surprise them with a new trick. Honestly, I felt very masculine and I also wanted to throw up. And I said that this is not my role in this household, but I just had to make a point. I had a point to prove. 
Did I call him halfway through crying saying, I can't start the lawnmower and I don't know what's wrong because I put gas in, I emptied the basket? Yes, that did happen. And did I get it started again and wish that I wasn't such a bitch and called him and I could have just done it and he would have been home and like, I'm so proud. But no, she called in the middle, panicking, thinking she was going to have a half mode shit show. I was like, do I go knock on a neighbor's door? Do I ask for help? What do I do in this situation? But Derek goes, you just need strength. It's just sometimes a little difficult. I pulled that motherfucker like it was a contest. Like I was on national television, started right up. So I tried to put a little anger in it. She, she got to going, finished it, completed it, check, never again. Moving right along, we've got some hot topics that I want to go over. One, being women masturbating and not telling their partners. Now... I think that this could go many ways, okay? There's many perspectives, ways we could view this, factors of the situation, the relationship. But I've had some emails saying, hey, I know, or comments, messages, talking about in their story that they know their wife touches themselves, but they deny it and they don't know why. So I don't have an answer for you of how I can get her, how can I manipulate your wife into telling you, into telling you she does that, but I can give you some maybe perspective, you know, just shoot my shot and as a female and say why she may not be doing this, might not be telling you or giving, letting you in on it. And you feel left out. Of course you feel left out. Maybe she just wants this to herself. And I think women, it can actually come to your advantage to tell him. It doesn't mean you're inviting him in. It doesn't mean you have to let him watch. You're not giving up this experience. Now you're just kind of being a little toxic with it, dangling the bait. You're pulling a Katherine Heigl Grey's Anatomy back in the OG seasons. You are going to make him wonder. You're gonna, it's going to arouse him. It's going to turn him on. Maybe you're like, that's the last thing I want to do. I don't want to. I want him to leave me alone. Maybe you feel the woman feels shame about it. Maybe she is embarrassed about it. Maybe those are just things she doesn't want to tell you. So you're just shit out of luck with that. I think that if it's obviously a topic that you want to talk about more with her, then present it. Ask her when next time you're fucking, you could say, touch yourself like you do when I'm not around. Maybe she'll get mad at you. Maybe she won't. We'll have to see. Let me know. No, but really on a serious note, I would definitely make sure that you are affirming her, supporting her, and not being too much, if you will. So maybe toying with the topic at the right time, place, etc. when the mood is flirty, when maybe there's some dirty talk going on and it's appropriate and not coming from left field. I don't know, just somehow you can communicate that you are supportive of her doing that. You think it's beautiful and that you find nothing wrong with that at all. Maybe she doesn't want to tell you she does it because she doesn't want you to do it. Or back to the shame thing, I think how we grow up and what we're taught, I know there are certain religions that are like really anti that and there's self-pleasure is a no-no sin and So there's this limiting belief around it and they think that they're doing something bad, something wrong. She could, here's, she could, I don't want any women to come kill me after saying this one. 
And I'm just throwing answers out here. They're just all word vomiting. I'm sure you're like, clearly, we can tell. She could be wanting to not tell you because then she's like, then he's going to expect it from me because I would rather do it solo. This is one of those truth hurts, kind of like, eh, I'm sorry if this is your situation, but she would rather fuck herself than you and she doesn't want to hurt your feelings. So we get a dose of truth over here at the Horny Housewife. I try to pride myself in giving you some answers, giving you some solutions and options I might have failed you on this one, but just trying to give some insight and perspective on why she may think it's none of your business. And hey, this could be an indicator that maybe you need to work on your marriage. Maybe you need to find out if there are some other factors or probably is involved of why she feels that way or why, if especially if it's that she'd rather fuck herself than you. That one's a, you know, I'm starting to see a red light a red light. Now, any women listening that are like, okay, well, I actually am a person who doesn't share that with my husband. I would love for you to reach out to me to give me some insight because I feel ignorant or just that I'm such too much of an open book at times that I just I put it out there so I can't imagine not sharing that. Plus, it can be used to your advantage and be something super sexy, sensual, flirtatious, all the things. There's great things that come from masturbation. So to the women that maybe feel this type of way, not because you don't want to fuck your husband, but just because you feel shy about it, I encourage you to step out of your comfort zone and be more vulnerable and open about your sexuality and self-love and self-pleasure to your partner. And I would hope and expect that they would be supportive, loving, and probably very aroused by it. Speaking of masturbation, it is never a bad time to add a new toy to the fam, okay? A new toy to the collection. Men, you want to help your woman feel supported in her self-pleasure journey? Get her a fucking new toy. That will give her the stamp of approval that she's looking for. So trust me when I say you're going to want to check out marriagesupply.com. They know that sex and marriage can get stale, can get repetitive, and what's better and what's more intentional than getting something to add to the bedroom, okay? There's something for him. There's something for her. There's something for both of you. And don't forget lube, okay? Always. Why not? Why would you not? Why would you not? Why not? What does it hurt? makes everything better. Marriagesupply.com is a great website. It's super easy to use, super wonderful prices. That's my favorite part with both him and her in mind. They also have these awesome curated boxes where it comes with a little bit of everything, a nice little surprise for you both. It's a great gift as well. And they are amazing and they're giving all the Freaky Fam listeners a discount, okay? So you can use my code HOUSEWIFE and get 10% off your order. That's marriagesupply.com. You know I put all this ish in the listener notes so that you don't forget do your husband or wife a favor, do a just because gift, flowers die, okay? Silicone is forever. I vote the surprise route, but if you need some guidance, shop together, get turned on together, pick something out that you've never tried before, something new and shiny, something new and shiny, okay? Go run now, marriagesupply.com, get 10% off your order when you use code HOUSEWIFE. Ah! 
Okay, so this is a topic I've wanted to talk about since since before I made this podcast. <laughs> this is the inspo behind the name. This is who I am, the life that I live. I am going to talk about a mismatched libido situation. We've talked about many of them, but I'm going to talk about women having a higher drive than their spouse and what that looks like, what that can look like, what that can feel like, what that can play out like for some people, and what's going on in the woman's head. So for any men in this experience, I mean, it can be from mild to severe. I know there's all kinds of spectrums of how much sex someone wants and how much they're getting and how much their partner wants and who's content, who feels insatiable, who feels discontent, so many things, so many things. And we don't have time to, you know, have a three hour powwow about this, but we can bring it up. We can bring it to light and break the stigma because so many men were like, did that exist? What? I just don't understand because my wife doesn't ever want it. Like they weren't hating. Sorry, I just gave it a bad tone, but they weren't hating. They were just not relating. And on the other side of that, there are men who don't relate to the majority of men. You know, this is I a little toxic masculinity here where men are just known to just, they can get hard like that, go. They're ready to go. They're the male lion. They're the the spring chicken. Okay, that was the word I was looking for. Just raging, full of testosterone, ready to go, and nothing should get away in that. They can stop, drop, and fuck. And there are some guys like nodding their head like, yeah, ba- basically, like pretty much. You know, you said that kind of extreme, but pretty much. And there are some guys that are like, no, and I fucking hate that that's presumed because there are a lot, and by a lot, I mean a fucking lot of men who have a lot of factors that prohibit them from feeling the way I just described, Hulk Hogan dick or whatever. I made a TikTok one time that said, and I've repurposed this in various ways because that's how you fucking do it, that said, I thought when I thought getting married meant having sex whenever you wanted. And it was like a song about being crazy and wrong in the background. And it's funny. That's fucking funny. But I had so many comments. It did. It performed very well. Chef's kiss. So many comments and some men were like, nope, sorry, that just means he's not into anymore or that means he just hates you or that means he's cheating on you. And thank you, Todd. Thank you. (laughs) And there were some men that were like, oh my gosh, wow, who is she? We, uh, I thought that only men felt like that and not women. And there were some women that are like, finally, someone feels like I fucking do. And I don't feel like a a lone alien because every woman that I talk to that brings this up to me, when I say that I can relate to them, it's like a day at the floodgates have been opened. And these women are like, just you saying that you can relate to me, like, ha ha ha, just having someone to relate to. It feels so good. It makes us feel connected, a part of human, not so terminally unique and alone in a thought or feeling, which is 
fucking destructive and a lie. I promise you it's a fucking lie. You want to know why? Because people lie, okay? And people don't put all their shit on the forefront. And hi, nice to meet you. Uh, I'm struggling by feeling deeply rejected by my husband. And I think I'm really hot and beautiful and should be out there fucking everyone. And he's happy with this and I need more and I'm dying. You know, that's not the intro. That's not the intro you give. So talking about it here, I felt like was so necessary, helpful, healing. And if there's any men that maybe your minds are being blown or maybe you don't relate and this irritates you, triggers you, I don't know, but you'll get some insight into what the female feels like when there's a heartbeat in her pussy all the time. Back to that TikTok comment. When that man said that, I did, I responded basically saying that's harmful and to break the stigma of that men are just ready to go, one, two, three, that factors such as stress, career, kids, jobs, marriage, woes, uh, low testosterone, so many fucking things can can be a cock block, life's cock blocks. So yeah, it could mean that he's, you know, sticking his dick in half of New York City, or it could mean he needs to go to the doctor. Okay, so let's find out. Women listening, I am not just here to powwow with you, which I feel like I could because I don't have this answer, but I do have ideas of what you can do and what to be reminded of when you're destroying yourself mentally. Because if you really, and there's women that I would think that I am a hypersexual person. So I de- I do not identify as a sex addict because like I don't I'm not compulsive. I don't need to I don't go off sex with strangers. Um I don't have a problem with infidelity. I like I have control over myself, but hypersexual in the way that I physically yearn and feel the knee like the deep longing desire aching for it. Like my body, like a cat in heat. And I know some women that are like, I wish I had a sex drive like you, Jordan. And I say, it's a blessing and a curse. And I know all the high libido women out there that feel like they can't, uh, they're not quenched or satisfied that they feel like it's, it's a bittersweet. It's a, it's a curse at times you feel because let's add life to the mix. You know, let's really, we're not all just influencers traveling with our boyfriend and we're rich and we're planning and we might have a baby in three years and then we're going to have a travel nanny and just like that's not fucking real life okay real life is I don't I don't have to paint the picture you just turn around look in your home real life and for anyone who is traveling the world fucking whenever you want with a full-time nanny I'm wildly jealous no hate I'm jealous 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 Okay, now I want to read some, just a couple, because I've gotten so many over the last year, but I just literally pulled up the last like couple recent things I've received from y'all. I'm 43. In my sexual prime, I'm a female. I want sex often. My husband never does. He's had his levels checked and everything's fine. He's just not sexual anymore. I feel like I'm living with my roommate. I'm starved for touch. He knows. We've discussed this in therapy. Nothing has changed. I'm so sad thinking about all the good sex I'm missing out on. Do you think cheating is ever okay? I feel very tempted. Okay, now that's one situation, right? So it's like, you know, each scenario brings its own factors. 
And I know I just gave a long list of why the man, it could it's not him cheating and it could be all these other things because I don't want these women to just think it's them and that their, their husband hates them and doesn't love them anymore because that is not true. There are many, many men who have a lower drive than their wife that do love their wives and are not being pieces of shit. But guess what? There's plenty that are. So you might need to get a little Carmen San Diego. Detec- is she a detective? Where in the world? No, I think she was the criminalist, Carmen San Diego. Okay, well, you might need to, you know, do what you got to do, boo, and find shit out. Figure it out. Figure it out together. And if he's not willing and nothing's changing, just like I tell men that say their wife is completely unwilling, no, not going to compromise. This is what it is. She's basically told him, take care of it yourself with your hand, but doesn't, you know, if he cheated, be like, oh, like walk, walk, dude. So same to you, girlfriend, at what cost, at what cost, right? And it, I mean, no willingness, like no willingness whatsoever to change the situation. Like I, I can't, you know? So, so there's a lot of women who are saying that this is something they struggle with, meaning they're struggling with it because they're trying to find some resolution, but they feel like they can't. It's not getting better. Here's another listener. So I'm a mom of three and I'm engaged to my partner who has a significantly lower sex drive and a higher need for sleep than me. She goes on to mention that the podcast helped and that she feels less lonely and validated and that she feels deep resentment for not being fucked well enough. And so... There you go. Resentment for not being fucked enough. Now, so guys and girls, men and women, I know both parties can relate. So men are nodding their heads, mm-hmm, preaching to the choir. So yes, this very much exists. That's two different stories that are different situations, but shit, you can hop on the dead bedrooms, Reddit, the train wreck that you can't not look at. It's so many fucking women, dude. And it's like mind blowing. You are not alone. You are not alone, ladies. I will say that in my own personal journey of being someone who has been referred to as insatiable, I will say in my experience with relationships, I'm just, I don't fucking know. Okay, I don't have the answer, but I'm telling you from my experience that any man that ever, and I don't know if I'm jaded or cynical, but in my 32 years of life, any man that was fucking me, none stop like those kind of relationships like it is fucking they were very toxic and they those men weren't good to me that they were not not good to me it wasn't healthy and it was like no matter how much we did it they still stepped out on me and I'm like is well is that sex addiction that they have or I I couldn't I was younger and I was not the woman I am today but it still especially being young, my first love, he was very, very, very sexual. I think it almost influenced my sexuality in a way, truthfully. And I remember when he cheated on me, I felt like, how could someone, like, what was I not doing good enough? Like, what was he not getting that he needed? And it it wasn't me. Like, it was his fucking insatiable ass. And it was very hurtful. And I just remember like that, that made me feel like, Oh God, like you just got to be on your P's and Q's. I was, I believed a lot of lies about what a man needed after that situation. Now a partner being seriously like neglected, they're 
sexual, physical needs not being met. You've had conversations. You're basically, you know, getting the short straw being pushed to the side all the time. When you see infidelity arise in those cases, it's like, uh, okay, like, duh, that was going to happen. Not saying it's okay. You can do it. Go for it. You deserve to. And I know that those thoughts can cross your mind when you're like, I feel almost entitled to do it because I can't imagine putting, putting them through that. I can't imagine neglecting their needs like that. If they told me they needed this, I would give it to them. And it's more complicated than that. I think women, we take it very, very personal because we feel rejected. And the way society is that men are just weak in the knees for pussy that basically doesn't even matter. Like if you're going to put out like go, let's do it. And so if, when a woman feels rejected, it's like they just feel like, oh my God, I must be so unattractive or my partner must n- not be in love with me anymore or they must be in love with someone else or interested in someone else. And while those things, <laughs> you're like, you're not making me feel any better, there could be some real issues at hand because if it's really, really changed and you feel like it went from one way to the other, like big night and day, that is when I would look and think that there are some really big symptoms underlying of let's dig deeper. Is is there some really big resentment going on? Is there a miscommunication? Is he feeling like his needs aren't met in another department? Really looking at what's going on in your marriage maybe going to counseling together if you haven't been to see what's going on, maybe a sex therapist, maybe just having an uncomfortable conversation about this with, in, in hopes of no one getting defensive, which I know that's hard to do, especially about topics like this. It can make a man feel less than. It can make a man feel like he doesn't he feels bad cuz he's not making you happy because you aren't content and you aren't satisfied and men don't like to feel like they're not making their wife happy they feel like a failure it hurts their ego you've heard of the guys that want to be with their wife and make their wife happy and they feel like they can't and their wife's constantly disappointed and so they go and they fall into the vagina of a girl at work that makes them feel appreciated and like he's worthy all because they need some temporary instant gratification validation and that's fucked up right and it would be just as fucked up for you to do the same thing now depending on your situation it can feel really easy to go do that and like fuck the other person, but it's still not right. And you know that, I know that. I think if there's a situation where it's not going to get better, then separating may be the thing you need to do to gain perspective, to gain insight. I know kids make things very, very complicated, but is your issue going to get bigger and bigger and bigger or swept under the rug and the pile's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger? Something's going to come from it at some point. At some point, whether you both check out, you're both living separate lives, something is going to evolve in not a pretty way if you don't point at the big, ugly elephant in the room. Like I said, that's the, it's changed. It's changed. It's different. And I get, we're like, the beginning's always, you know, you're more, you're new. 
You're in love. You're infatuated. There's no kids. You were obsessed. But in my opinion, I think true mismatched libido. Like for me, this was something a day one. This wasn't, and obviously seasons of sex, sexuality, seasons of sex have ebb and flow. Okay. We know that. But in general, I think you can spot if it really is a mismatched libido, meaning there's a two separate drives from the beginning. Like I knew in the very beginning that I desired a higher frequency from the very, very get-go. So that is something that I think when you bring up that you don't need to go worst case scenario in your head and go, holy shit, we're on fire. It can feel like that. You can literally, when you are in a relationship where you don't feel sexually compatible at times, which that's what you'll tell yourself, right? And then you have this hot, amazing, fiery, delicious, disgusting sex with them. And you're like, we're perfectly sexual compatible, but I just need that more. I need that more. I think that there could be, for some of us women, we find our validation through sex, raising my hand, and that when our spouse is tired, not in the mood, or we feel rejected, it like really, really hurts. It feels rejected like, oh my God, I must be unattractive. Oh my God, like what's what's happening? What's happening? And I think men, if you are a man and you go, my wife has a higher drive than I do, really like do the little things, like the little moments of intimacy, they add up and fill her cup, like fill her fucking cup. And guys, if it is literally job, stress, testosterone, you and you have a wife who continually complains about feeling like she needs more, you better fucking get to work with your mouth and your fingers and show her that you can be intentional about this. Go to the fucking doctor and see what your blood levels are at. Just get them checked. You might be really, really surprised and it might change your whole fucking life because it's not going to just help your sex life. It's going to help so many things. And for the men who are like, well, I'm in my late thirties or my early forties, or I'm just not ready to get on testosterone, testosterone yet. There are other things you can take that help your body naturally produce more without actually supplementing it. So check out your options. Be intentional about it because I promise you being stagnant about this, just like I tell women, I'm like, when you, if you just think you can put out only when you fucking want to. You got another thing coming, girlfriend. Dude, you've got another thing coming. You are going to get irritable, discontent, ragey. Not good shit's going to come. Not good shit is going to come. Happy parents, happy couple, happy family. Okay. You've got to prioritize your relationship because it doesn't matter man, woman, whoever's feeling deprived, it's not going to blossom into something beautiful. It is going to eventually be the demise or the reason why shit gets started on the train to hell. You might think I'm being funny, but this one I'm serious. a, A bitch not getting laid that wants to be getting laid is a C word almost. Okay. And that's me calling myself one sometimes. Okay, because we're not happy. We need we need the orgasm. And when we want your dick sick of the old jackrabbit 3000 and we feel like you're not down, you know, we're just not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. And there are times, ladies, when you 
there are seasons that you're going to have to remind yourself that it's not a bad thing to touch your fucking self. And depending on the frequency, if you're, if this is like your husband is going a couple of weeks without fucking you, then, then we have a problem. We, we have a problem and feel free to send me your mismatched situation to have the horny housewife assessment by all means. But if this is like, I wish I could fuck him, I would, I'm down to fuck every fucking day and he can only do it once or twice a week then you're going to have to look inward. I hate to say it, just like the, if there was a man complaining about this, I'd say the same fucking thing and really see where, why this affects you. Because girls, sometimes it's our daddy issues. I hate saying it, but it's that that need for validation that we need to learn to find fucking elsewhere and we need to get some more hobbies, love ourselves a little bit harder And if you're booing because I didn't give you the advice you wanted, I will slip in some toxic advice and say, if you're really, really miserable, leave him for a second. Go scare him. Walk away and say, you know what? I don't know if if I can do this because for some people, it will destroy their self-esteem and their self-worth and it's just not worth it at that point. If there cannot be a little give, a little intention put in, it can be a very, very lonely feeling. And so time for you to take fucking action. And I also think over talking it can be, can backfire on you and you need to get a little more silent and maybe, maybe here's the toxic, say you've been waiting for it and you feel like you're on his schedule. When he comes around no matter how bad you want it, this is toxic. No matter how bad you want it, you you dish a little rejection right back. Oh, you dish it back. And maybe he needs to know what it feels like to not always get it when he wants it because you know, you're the one always wanting it. And when you always have access to something, when something is so available, it can be less desirable. Ouch, believe me, it hurts. That's why I say it's bittersweet, right? When something is just always available, it's not as appealing, is it? Because if it's a hypersexuality thing, if it's a physical body needing thing, then finding a compromise with your significant other and you being able to self-pleasure, whatever, have whatever, whatever you have discussed with your partner that y'all are on the up and up about. For some people that could be like, well, then you masturbate. For some people, they go the open relationship route. There's all kinds of quote unquote solutions for this. But if it is just, if it's not a physical thing, if you are at the point, women, check yourselves. If you're at the point where you're like, I don't even want it anymore. I am just now demanding it because I'm not feeling heard. Check, check where you're at. And there will be a point that if something something doesn't change, that you will you will start being disinterested in your partner, that you won't even you'll be wanting sex, but you won't be wanting it from him. So men, women don't like to complain about the same thing over and over and over and over. So you may say, Well, hey, I can't make myself want to do that with her. You might need to see what y'all need to do as a couple together or apart to save your relationship. Raise your hand if you know who Manscaped is. If you don't, you're living under a fucking rock. Well, guess what? They dropped some new shit. 
of course, the ultra premium collection. We're going beyond the waistline. We're making you smell good, look good, groomed all over. We know that the lawnmower was a game changer. And now you can enhance, level up your grooming routine with the Ultra Premium Collection. They have deodorant. It's aluminum-free. It smells like Manscaped, which is fucking good. There's a body moisturizer. It's great for tattoos, dry skin. Your skin feels clean, smooth, smells fresh. The body wash. It's amazing. It's infused with aloe vera, sea salt. It's a shower gel. It's sexy. Wash yourself. Wash him. Do it together. Shampoo and conditioner. You know what that means. And then you also get a free gift. You want to get it. Get it for your man. Get it for yourself. Get it for your dad. Get it for your grandpa. Get it for your brother. It's almost graduation time. If you have a college student in your life about to graduate, you don't want them to smell like shit. Get them the Manscaped Ultra Premium Collection. They will be forever sold and they'll always remember you as the person that made them smell and look better. Okay, and Manscaped is giving the Freaky Fam listeners a discount. Go to manscaped.com, use my code HOUSEWIFE for 20% off and free shipping. 20% off your order and free fucking shipping because why the fuck would we pay for shipping? Housewife, code HOUSEWIFE, manscaped.com. It'll be in the episode notes. People care about people who care about themselves. And if you're not manscaping, what are you doing? Okay, chupacabras, it is time for, yeah, I don't know what a chupacabra is, but I've been saying that for many years of my life and we're just going to go with it. La, 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 listener questions. Here we go. Hey girl, absolutely love your show. My boyfriend and I were watching porn the other night and we love Morgue Pie. She's amazing at deep throat and sexy as hell. Anyway, we saw a few videos of her riding her man in an awkward but sexy way. We researched it and it's called the Amazon position. We want to try it, but it looks dangerous if you're not a pro. Can you please give us a breakdown on this position? Pros, cons, tips, etc. We love listening to your advice and really love when you thread in your personal stories. Love you. I love you fucking too. Okay, A, girl, I'm going to have to do my own research, like my own trial air experimente and get back to you so I can really be a girl's girl and give you the pros, cons, and tips. And we're we're both on square one, baby girl. You, you do it too and let, let me know. But I will say, first of all, I got a question like this not too long ago, recorded some listener questions with my friend Marissa the audio is fucked. She's working on it. BRB. So it one was about the Amazon position. So what did I do? I did a quick Google image search. I peed my pants laughing for a little bit because they were all sketches and it, they were like intense sketches, like artiste. And I was just very, it was like, you know, she's fucking him. Okay. She's fucking him. Then later after I giggled about it for a while, cause it was just the new revelation with a girlfriend, I watched it on some porn. Mm to-do list added Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, add Amazon position to my to-do list. Amazon position added to your to-do list. When do you want me to remind you? Okay. So I told Derek about this position. It was like, this is what it's like. He's like, oh, we've done that. I'm like, no, 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 no. When I'm describing it, it may sound like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. So 
but I'm going to do it. And bet your bottom dollar in time, I'm going to do it. So I'll let you know. It does. You're like, it's, you do a double take. If you're like, whoa, 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 who's fucking who? Who's fucking who? And you're like, oh, she's fucking him, but it's his dick. It's, it's a lot and it looks wildly satisfying. So we shall see. Thank you. Muchos gracias for listening and stay tuned. Next question. I found your podcast about two weeks ago. I've been binge listening ever since. Love the content and your realistic perspective. Over the last year and a half, my husband and I moved, had a baby and started a new job. With all of that, we have really gotten into a rut due to stress and you're helping to pull me out of that. Thank you. I totally appreciate the fact that you like to be a little toxic to keep your husband on his toes. Can you give some examples of what you do? Well, for me, what I personally do is, first of all, yeah, you get in a rut. And I think just my fucking personality is to when things get a little too quiet, just shake them fucking up. Because I saw TikTok and I was like, oh, maybe that's it. When you grow up around chaos, and I'm not saying chaos has to look like fucking the movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, but it might, but it might look like a lot of different things. It might what one person might think is chaos. Maybe another person is like, I would have killed for that chaos. But people that are used to chaos in any sense of the word sometimes may mistake peace for boredom. Let that hit you again. You may mistake peace for boredom. And I do that sometimes and I just want to fuck it all up. But I think it's necessary sometimes because when a guy knows, or in my opinion, when they just know they got you, something just seems less appealing about it. And maybe that's not even on purpose or the guy doesn't want that. Or like, no, no, that that's not right. I would never. But I think it's more than that. I think it's like almost a primal human being fucking thing. So we can be intentional and purposeful and considerate and loving and good people. But sometimes we get bored. And we get stale. So zesting it up, just not being so predictable. If you've been one way for a while, be like, you know what? I need to mix it up. I need to get busy. I need to go plan some evenings with the girls. I need to be a little less so needy and available and focus inward. Do some work on myself, some self-love, do me for a second. And that's sexy to a man, I promise. Even if it's little things like if you always text him first or call him at lunch, don't. Don't call him at lunch. And some men or women might be like, that's playing a game. But it's like, maybe right now that pisses you off when I say it. But if she doesn't, and then y'all have really hot sex later, then you're only thanking me. So I'm just trying to get you to have some hotter sex. I promise I mean well. So if I give a little toxic advice every now and then, it's only to make the fucking better. Okay. Boys do it too. When guys play aloof, they're so it's so easy for them to do. We're just like, <laughs> like little dogs. Okay. Some of us, the sick ones, but girl, just keep listening to the podcast and you'll get little tidbits here and there of what you can do. Trust me. Onward. Okay. How to get better about being on top. I'm a little rusty. I find myself having difficulty putting it in. Female asking. Okay. So girlfriend, you're on top. 
Lube is going to be your best friend because if you're all in your head, then you're prohibiting you getting really wet down there. So if you are like all fucked up in your head, because if you're having trouble putting it in, I need to know more. Like, what do you mean putting it in? Just sit down on that bad boy. Stand up. If he's laying on the bed, stand. Maybe I'm weird. Now I'm now I'm feeling self-conscious because I'm like, have I ever told anyone about some stand up on the bed and sit down. Get on your knees and sit down. And if it's not hard and you can't sit down on it, then go down on him. So you can definitely hit me up and give me some more context for this. But as far as putting it in, like putting it in is putting it in. So I'm confused there. But once it's in, okay, if it's really small and it might keep coming out as you're going forward, then we can try different positions. And he can tolerate you rocking and grinding and swirling because he knows what's up. But other than that, don't get in your head. And I will say this, when you don't feel like, okay, am I, is this good? Cause I'm going up and down. Like, is this right? Or I'm tired. Do I look stupid? Am I sweaty? Do I have a double chin? First of all, get all that shit out of your head. And what I would suggest first is I know maybe you see jokes of guys make that like the swirly doesn't feel good for me, but it feels good for her. So like whatever, but doesn't do shit for me. I don't give a fuck. If he's, he's your husband, he likes to see you feeling pleasure, getting off, et cetera. Make yourself feel good. Get present in that moment. You can swirly, do whatever the fuck you want, grind, schmind, whatever. I don't give a fuck if he's liking it or not. He will be just fine. He will be just fine. So you rub, since you're right there, full frontal, grab your breast, grab your neck, squeeze your pussy, rub your clit, do touch yourself, feel good, make yourself feel good, and then put your hands down on his chest. Or if you don't want to do that, like, like oh, behind his head or over his shoulder. So you're on the bed, pillow, whatever, or lean up more and you're against the headboard, the wall, the couch, whatever. If you need something to give you uh, some leverage to be able to bounce, then I would suggest not doing that on his body. I mean, you can depending on how much support you need, but I would get in the position where you're grabbing the headboard or you're pushing down from the bed behind you if you're close and intimate. But instead of feeling self-conscious, like am I hurting him? Am I bothering him? And it's no big deal to ask. If you really think you're hurting someone, like someone say something. Someone fucking say something. If someone looks like they're in pain, because like, it's bothering you. I don't know. You'll, you'll figure out you're married to the man communicate because practice makes perfect. So keep pushing yourself to be on top, to get on top so you can get better at being on top. And the point I was trying to make with putting you first and not worrying about what feels good to him on top is if you really get present in that moment and do what feels good and start going with what your body wants and he's watching you feel pleasure and get excited and helps you move and grabs your ass and bounces you up and down, it's just going to organically go and it's like riding a bike, sweetheart. And last but not least, our last question, I always do listener questions. That's like the very last thing that I add on Sundays to these episodes so that I can get in the listener questions that I think need to be heard 
Okay. Can you please give some pointers for talking dirty? My husband is more of the quiet type in bed, and I recently asked him to try talking dirty to me, and it was a struggle for him. Maybe some ideas of what women like to hear and where he can get some inspiration. Thanks from a fellow fellow horny wife. Hello, girlfriend. So so that's kind of sweet and cute that he like got like stumbled on it because that totally fucking happens. I think guys want to... Some men want to make us happy so much and please us and do what we ask. And it's so exciting to them that they like fumble, okay? And that can happen to the best of us. So being nice, it sounds like you're super sweet and you're not giving them a hard time or like, what the fuck, you don't know how to talk dirty. So be the supportive, sweet cheerleader that you are. And I think listening to the fucking podcast would be a great idea together. Skip this episode. We will never tell him that we talked about this. You could also dabble in a little porn watching together where there's dirty talk as the genre or niche. Or you could listen to some or read some erotica together. You could talk about fantasies with one another. That in itself will organically evolve into dirty, dirty talk. You could, in the heat of the moment, ask him to say things that he's always wanted to say or do to you. Or, I mean, you can take it pretty fucking far, depending on how comfortable you are. I, okay, there are things that I dirty talk about that would never fly in our marriage, that I would literally be chasing him, attempting to bury him six feet under. But during that moment, it's the hottest, most acceptable. We're going there, talking about it. It's happening. I'm coming to it conversation. And it's never going to play out in real life, ever, 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 ever. So you can go there, but maybe he's nervous needs a green light, wants you to lead it. So maybe you should lead that nasty narrative. Let me know how it goes. I would also recommend you check out the archive because there are a few episodes about dirty talk, sexting, all that jazz. So there's some episodes that could really help if you listen together, listen alone and relay the info. Okay, freaky family, I hope you had a wonderful time listening to this episode and that you have a wonderful Monday or whatever fucking day you're listening to it. If you like, you best be subscribed. If you haven't left a review or a rating and you're subscribed, what are you doing? If you're listening and you're not subscribed, what are you fucking doing? You can now rate on Spotify too. So please do helps me so, 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 so much. March was our best, biggest download month ever, ever, ever in the history of the horny housewife. Super fucking exciting to the person who kept reporting me on Instagram, trying to just take me down. Go fuck yourself. It's not working. Hope everyone has a wonderful week. Love you.